Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 198 of Be The Drop, Matt Minear, co-founder of creative agency BAD, discusses the similarities between creative marketing and skateboarding. He also reveals his top tips to help businesses future-proof themselves for success by challenging the status quo through impactful creative branding. This is Matt's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Matt. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. Yeah, we're here with the creatives in the zone yep. and we're ready to talk creative. Absolutely. To get us started though, can you share with us your item of significance? That's something that just gives us a little bit of a hint of the background of you and your journey. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, when you asked me to sort of think about what is my sort of item of significance, um, it would have been weird to carry in here, but uh, and there's been plenty of them. But for me, it's always been my skateboard. Now, it's not so much anymore, but I think there's a whole bunch I can talk about in that little item that formulated my approach to creativity now, what I do as a business and sort of the ethos uh, and energy we embrace as a company, um, and two, why I'm a bit of a peanut. <laughs> or three, why I'm a bit of a peanut. <laughs> I think what's happened through creativity over the last sort of 10, 15 years is it started, it's different. Uh, it's, it's muted en masse and it's incredibly powerful in sort of microscopic communities and, and amazing places. But for me, I think that's why I think a skateboard is a big part of it. You've got to take the risks, you know. Concrete does not lie. When you, <laughs> there's, it's the only way to do it is actually get out there, fall down, keep trying. I think that's something that a lot of up-and-coming creatives tend to focus on, I've read all the books, I've watched all the videos, why am I not coming up with great ideas? Well, you kind of got to fall over a few times, throw yourself down the stairs, try new stuff. And um, for me, that's why I sort of I picked a, a strange item like a skateboard. Yeah, I like that. And and not being too safe, you know, really. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think, you know, you ask any 10-year-old learning to skateboard, it doesn't matter what they read or what they watch or what someone else tells them, you have to do it yourself. You've got to stand on the board, understand where your balance sits, then start moving, then start trying things. And that's, for me, what pure creativity really is. It takes time to Mm. craft your identity. Mm. And like I said, concrete doesn't lie. You've got to hurt yourself and you've got to keep pushing yourself further and further and further down the uh, whatever, the proverbial footpath. Yeah, I know. But I really love that. And for me personally, that resonates because it's always been through doing that I learn the most. I mean, I still, I love reading and yep. taking on board new information. Absolutely. But then I've got to personally put it into practice and pull the bits that work for me. 100%. And so then for you, you've now, your agency is called BAD. Yes. So I just figured it was a cool skateboard yeah, brand. <laughs> could be, but also, you know, so so what is that? Like, what? Why is bad the new good? Well, I think if something's going to stand out or something challenges the norm, the mass look at it as a negative often, 
right? It's, it's very rare that something really revolutionary rocks up and everyone goes, wow, that's amazing. We'll judge it because it challenges our viewpoint. And again, that ties right back to the creative thing. If you're going to really crack something, you've got to come at it with a bit of an attitude. Now, we always sort of said the fundamentals are sort of risk, rebellion, and attention to really try and cut through in market. And, and you know, we had this sort of brave and dangerous, bold and different, big and disruptive. We had all these sort of, you know, breakdowns for it. But these days, I guess, um, somewhat safely, it's purely branding, advertising and design, but with that ethos. You know, the bad guys are always the ones that people look at. You know, the black-hatted cowboy was always the, oh, that's mysterious and that's interesting. Mm. And so we wanted to be the outliers and, and, and for us it's worked really well. And you come from an agency background, which can Correct. be incredibly conservative. So was it kind of like a break free? I think so, yeah. But it was very much at a time, and we, we've been in operation for three years. And I mean, you think about the past three years, what's happened to our industry, um, let alone during my period at the previous agency was about seven, seven, eight years. Um, I've watched from an agency perspective a massive transition. It's no longer just a, a nice sort of witty headline uh, and a great pack shot. Um, there's so much more to it and there's so many more uh, layers. And I think what we did was sort of see the wave coming and try and get on the crest of it, not the backside of it, just to, to move through um, our industry and be there as the alternative, particularly in a, a late adopting state like South Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, it was sort of a move to make early. And the company has evolved in a very short period of time. We came out as a, a CSP, a creative solutions providing agency, and pretty quickly we've turned into a small-scale full-service agency because we've built trust with our clients um, and we've seen a need to provide additional services that embrace that same attitude is take a risk, try something new. Mm. And so looking back then, you know, in those three years, what have been some of the most significant learnings for you and maybe some of the unexpected? There are a million unexpected elements and, and the education has been uh, a, a steep learning curve. I mean, uh, almost straight up in the air. We're, we're no longer just producing, you know, creative ideas and executing, you know, we're, we're building teams, we're, we're, you know, managing expectation and, and people and emotions. And we're also trying to make sure that we're an agency or a business moving into that new space, which is, you know, what are we going to be doing for the planet? How are we bettering the rest of the world? Yeah. Okay. We're just doing advertising and branding, but what decisions are we making that we can try and do that? And in truth, it, it was something that was last in my mind, but is now very much at the forefront. What are we doing for, you know, gender equality and and all of those little elements, they might be microscopic elements because at the end of the day, we're just hanging on by the skin of our teeth every day, like every other agency around town. But for me, that's been a learning curve that you can't just start a business and kind of go, well, that's operational. There's a constant evolution and a constant need, not through any external pressure, but to evolve and embrace new things um, and learn. You said it before, do first and then learn. We're learning every day. Mm. And I like, you know, that you've touched on that, this social awareness and um, real desire to contribute that I think we're seeing a lot more of. And, Absolutely. you know, there is a big swell on that. How does that fit in in a business sense? What's What do you think is the ideal way to manage greater? I think it's tremendously difficult. 
Uh, and, you know, we've got a beautifully open space and I mean that sort of from uh, not only, you know, the way of the landscape in the office but, but you know, opening conversation. And I think, you know, good and bad, we all challenge each other's way of thinking, uh, our beliefs and, and I think from uh, you know, past conversations we've had in there, uh, while it's always sort of shrouded in laughter, uh, it's always actually quite beneficial and there's very genuine thoughts coming out that, do get embraced. I think culture in a business uh, and what that means has changed immensely and is constantly evolving. You know, advertising culture was always like drinks at the bar Friday and let's get pissed. That's sort of gone. Sure, we'll have a few drinks and have a bit of party, but I think culture can't just be fixed with cold beers. It's it's actually got to have more to it. Um, And giving back is now part of that. Um, for us in 2020, that's very much a part of the uh, the plan, the ongoing plan to make sure we make time for those things. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying we're doing it every day and we're out there, but we're trying. And I think right now that's all any of us can really be doing is just try and have the conversations, try and take the time. And building any business is a challenge. Mm, yes, and it's a marathon, as you say. It's that long, constant learning. Absolutely. It's interesting you mentioned at the beginning, you know, advertising during the 80s and potentially was, you know, not necessarily uh, PCs, probably the terminology that yeah, we use now. And then we've gone through this hypersensitivity state. And for me, I see, you know, we're sort of navigating through this and trying to figure out a way where we can have robust, respectful conversations. Absolutely. Uh, you know, but still have cut through. Yeah. So, and I, I'm, I really love this space. I love this opportunity. I think that we're on the cusp of, of something great, but then. Totally agree. How do we do that? How yeah. do we navigate these conversations that potentially talk about, say, gender equality and say, you know, yeah, but what about me? Or, yeah. you know, without being aggressive and or attackive or without feeling victimised. Yeah. You know, we need to have these conversations. We do, and they're hard conversations. I think that that PC world or the transition we've gone through um, was so fucking important. Mm. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. Um, but it was hard. Mm. And I think we're still, we're, we're coming, uh, I was going to say the other side of it. I think we're just going through a different version of it and we're, we are getting more aware, but we're also aging. And what's great about that is that there's a younger generation coming through where these are just the norms and we're sort of getting rid of the the old world headspace. And, you know, what am I? I'm 37 now. And as much as I can think I'm part of the young crowd, reality is I've grown up in the old crowd and we need to embrace and empower the younger generations to come through and, and build leaders. For me, that's going to be the number one. If we can really focus on building leaders younger than we ever have before in every industry, not just as, um, we'll see that change happen so much faster because there's such a burning desire for those changes to, to just be normality. You know, we can sit here and have totally equal conversations because we genuinely believe that, but the past hasn't allowed that to be normal. Now it is. The next generation are going to embrace it far better than we ever have. Mm. And what role does marketing, advertising play in that? It's a great point. Um, it's a question I suppose I, I really have to ponder to answer well, but I think we don't have the voice necessarily, but we certainly hold the megaphone. And so therefore we can point it in the right directions. You know, marketing and branding and advertising agencies should be and were years and years ago the guiding light, right? I mean, look, I'd I'd love to say the clients get it right every time, but they don't. So uh, that's why we're here. But I think we can be using tactics to better communicate to audiences the value of a business um, 
and the possibility and potential of embracing something that perhaps you hadn't considered for the right reasons, not just because you're being sold to. No one can really sell, but people can buy. So what do you want to buy? I think that's the answer we're dealing with now. We're seeing brands like I mean, I think you, know, you were at Pause Fest. It was great listening to the team from Patagonia talking about what they're doing as a business to try and minimize their impact on the planet and all those kind of things. That's been going on for a long period of time. But it was funny that it's not just brands like Patagonia talking about that. It's a multitude of different businesses going, what are we doing and how are we changing our voice and how are we changing the way our business operates to better embrace the needs and wants of a younger generation? That's what advertising and branding agencies need to be doing now is saying, yeah, look, cool, we'll sell your product, but let's sell the reason it exists. Let's sell the reason you're still here in 20 years from now because of the changes you're making. Yeah, my dad always said you never sell anything. You only give somebody a solution to a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. So and then it look, you know, what you're saying, it very much sounds like, you know, with this younger generation coming through, Businesses almost, you know, could live or die by this because there is an expectation with the younger generation, you know, my 10-year-old again and no plastic in his lunchbox. Like he's really serious about this. And it's not from me. I mean, I love it and support it, but he's created, it's his genuine desire. And it's his world. Yeah, and We're so just still here. they're coming. So if businesses aren't on top of that, by the time he's coming through and making consumer decisions, he won't buy with them. Yeah, absolutely right. And we have to I mean, look, not even from a public perspective, we have to be having these conversations with our clients now, future-proof businesses. You've got to be, I mean, look, you might have been brave to kick off and start when you did as a business. You've got to be brave now to go, shit, everything we're doing is wrong. We have to make some adjustments to stay with this audience as it grows over the next couple of years. There are so many elements at play. I think, you know, every business out there is trying to use social to sell. Um, and I think that's you know, fundamentally where the biggest element of going wrong is. You just don't want to be sold to on social anymore. I heard an amazing uh, stat this morning that uh, the younger audiences on social media today are covering 15 kilometers an hour while scrolling through social feeds. Like that's, that's insane. <laughs> um, still a bit better than a bus stop. But um, I think, you know, if we don't make those shifts now and start to communicate differently. I mean, what is a brand, right? Is it the product? Is it the spirit of the company? We've got to try and find those things to get to these younger audiences. And, and I'll tell you, we'll see some big brands go over the next few years uh, and, and continuing to do so unless they embrace a betterment of the planet and the people. Mm, well, in a retail space, we're, we're seeing that now. Huge, huge amounts. Yeah. I mean, some of our clients are in that space and, and it's a scary place to be. But I think uh, provided you are making those adjustments and making those shifts and communicating what you're doing, you'll make it through. But you know, retail as a whole level is just on its head. Mm. And, the, and the changes are coming. So as you're saying, people have got to future-proof their business by being really in front of this. Absolutely. And that's where you're seeing, I think, you're seeing that age difference right now in the way we operate. You know what I mean? Like a, a 20-year-old kid now is streaming everything and doing everything. I mean, I was home the other night and I put a DVD on. Like, <laughs> I don't, you know, I was actually had to look for a minute for a DVD player. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there is still that transitioning period. You know, I love to go into a shop and, and, and buy from a retail perspective. I mean, a lot of people's experience now with retail is when they're 
click and collecting and they've done it all online and they just whiz past, pick up and run. Yeah, see, I don't go to shops as much as possible. <laughs> but I have lived remote regional for a number of years and so that's yep. how it started then. I'm just impatient. I want it now. <laughs> you don't have it in stock? What colour have you got? I'll take it. Yeah. So then, you know, you've mentioned social media a lot and, you know, that your agency has become a full service um, solution provider. There are so many options now. It's become yeah. quite confusing for businesses to navigate this, you know, this place, the digital world. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, what, it's another planet. Yeah, so what are some of the key learnings or advice that you would give in that space? Look, for me, look, in so many areas, as you just said, there are so many different avenues to take here and I think there's there's different methods of measure, um, there's different tactics to, you know, attach to whatever trajectory you're travelling. Um but, you know, for me, it was one of the, the fundamental truths of branding always is tell the truth. And, and in social, it's the number one place to do so. Have genuine and honest conversations with your customers. If they've got, you know, don't just sort of reply passively, aggressively to negative statements. Embrace it. Turn it into something. Try and take it on as a personal challenge. Sure, it might be one person out of the thousands or hundreds of thousands of people you serve. But that's got tremendous value. And I think that's where we're not going quite right all the time with social media. It's social media. The whole idea I always say is, you know, if we were in a group conversation that we're like this now and someone walked in and just started telling us about their product and brand, well, hang on, we're having a a totally separate conversation. It's just kind of rude. Sit down, listen, learn from me, shake my hand, get to know me. And then one day down the line, I might want to listen to your story. That's how I feel, you know, the best advice given for social approaches. So. One of the challenges for businesses is to understand how to engage a creative organisation yeah. and what information they need to give to help make sure they really get the creative content that aligns with their business. What tips would you give for businesses looking to seek that? It's a funny um, proposition, I think. We face it in, in so many ways and at so many different levels. A lot of businesses, when engaging a creative agency, they know they need the end result and all they focus on is the end result. So it's very hard then to sort of build a partnership. And if they come with a sort of a vision in mind, it's very hard to open the creative sort of blood flow or whatever you want to call it to get more and exciting opportunities. A great creative director I had always told me um, when sitting with a client and they've, they've got a prescriptive brief, Give them what they want and give them what they need. And often they'll lean on the what they need because they don't have the understanding or the vision that a creative does to actually see that alternative option. So I think when you sit down with an agency, new or old, you know, come with a bit more of an open brief and ask the questions of us. Often an agency does a lot of pulling and digging and scraping to get the brief constructed to make it very clear for the creative team. If you come in with more of a uh, an articulation of what you're looking to achieve, not what you want, suddenly so it's a different then, conversation. It's not build me really this; like it's using. find me a solution to this. That's a great point. And um, I think that's I'm a, a huge a fan of the way a creative I still really believe there's a fantastic place for it. Yes, it has to be partner with a digital platform, Good. and you know, all of the elements have to work in combination. Um, I love that in a world. Our world is attention, right? That's our job. I love in a really crazy, busy world, we're seeing and have seen the survival of cinema advertising. I mean, try and find a space where you can measure the number of people with bums in seats and eyes on a screen accurately. 
there are spaces like that where there's still so much potential and a lot of brands and agencies are not embracing that enough in my opinion. We're all focused on the loud, shiny, exciting thing which is social media and the evolution of it but we're sometimes ignoring the, not easy, but the the simple, honest, traditional media that's sitting there right under our noses. Mm, because it's not shiny and new. Absolutely. So it's not cool. So that's funny that the cool dude is like, <laughs> go for the old school. <laughs> hey, you said it. I did it, but that's cool. Um, but, yeah, look, I think, you know, again, that, that formulates a little bit of my approach and my beliefs, but don't ignore the old school stuff, you know. I think there's opportunity everywhere. At the end of the day, you know, advertising and branding, I mean, you can stand at the side of your business with a, a, a wobbly sign and you're going to get eyeballs. What are you saying? Get the attention. Getting the attention is easy. Communicating and telling a story and converting a consumer and, and making them want to lean into what you have to say, that's the fucking challenge. That's the hardest thing everybody faces. And um, then keeping them, as absolutely. you say, keeping them as a customer, building that customer yeah. loyalty. But it is funny because it's very simple. It's just hard to do on mass. To sit down and one on one tell your story to one person, I'm pretty sure most businesses could be rather convincing to a, to one particular customer, and and look to convert them into someone who's relatively supportive or passionate about their brand. As soon as you go to doing it on mass, it suddenly seems so hard. But really, you're having the same conversation. Mm, so it's keeping that and keeping true to that conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Matt, thank you so much. God, I hope we covered some interesting stuff. I feel I no like we idea. did. We did. But in conclusion, though, we haven't quite finished. Cool. Because we need to finish with Matt's be the drop tip. So yeah. that's your top tip for communication that motivates and inspires action. I think I said it before. For me, it is tell the truth. You know, warts and all sometimes. I think you would be surprised how valuable the truth is. Failures, communicate them. Wins, communicate them. You know, progression. That's why we're seeing brands that are going from ground zero with an audience to amazing places because they're able to tell the truth. They don't have to hide and shy away. If you've got the opportunity or, or you're brave enough to tell the truth, do it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.